Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. You guys are on fire here today. Great job, team. Great voices, great anointing. That's a, that's a wonderful just sense of God's presence here. Uh, just it's like a beautiful sense of His presence. There's a, there's a, a sense of healing in the room right now. And I want you just to, why don't you just lift your hands up to the Lord, wherever you are. Whatever's going on in your world, if it's your first time here with us, it's so great that you can be here today. If you're not normally in church, but for some reason you find yourself here today, it's not by accident that you're here. God's ordained you to be here. It's It's His plan that you would be here and that this morning... He's going to do something in your heart. I'm, I'm so confident just as I stand here that God's moving in people's hearts. The, the sense I get is that, that this, this morning as we're in, in His presence, as I preach, that some people who have been stuck for a while, you're going to get unstuck. People who have, have fallen into the, the snare of the enemy. The Bible says, my soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowl. It's like a, a trap that's been set. Uh, uh, maybe a sink, uh, quicksand that you walked on and you just, you just uh, the feeling I get is some people here, you're buried. And this morning God says, I'm going I'm to lift you up out of, that, out of that place of heaviness, out of that place of destruction, out of that place of discouragement. His presence is here right now. Holy Spirit, calm. His hands are raised. And I'll just get the house lights up just so I can see people. It'll be great. Lord, His hands are raised. You're moving in people's hearts right now. Father, where there is discouragement, I thank you that it breaks off in the name of Jesus. Father, where there is uh, just oppression around people's minds and thoughts today in your house comes freedom in the name of Jesus. Where, there, where there's darkness and bleakness around people's future, today hope and light shines in, in Jesus' name. This morning in your presence, you turn our mourning into dancing. You turn our sorrow into joy. You're stirring in this place, in this atmosphere to shift things, God, to lift things, to lift people out of dark places in Jesus' name. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your healing power. I know Pastor Steve and Deb have told me just about some of the the healings that God's been doing here, which is phenomenal. In our church uh, back home, we're just in a flow of seeing God move powerfully and setting people free from physical symptoms of pain, long-term, short-term things that have, have been tormenting for them. And just as I stood there before, uh, the Lord just said to me, there's someone here, and, and at some point you've had a, a break in uh, one of the vertebrae in your back, something, either a fracture or a break, and, and you have ongoing pain because of this. I'd love to pray for you today. Who's that this morning? Just give me a wave, whoever that is. God's power is here to touch you, wherever you are. Just give us a little wave. Don't be, don't be uh, worried about what's going to happen. I'm just going to pray. God's power is going to touch you and healing is going to come into your back. Just turn to your neighbor and say, is that you? Is, have, you got, have you got an issue? And if, if it is, just do one of these. Just a little dob them in. One of these. 
I find so often when God speaks that to me, it's someone, and sometimes people come up afterwards, but I just say, don't come up afterwards, come up now. There's a, there's a window and a moment for God's power to move. I'm not going to wait too much longer, but if that's you, all right, all right, all right, okay. Okay, here we go. Come on, mate. Come on over here. That was, how you going? Just come on up here. Come on up here. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew, John. Have we met before? I think we have. I think yeah. we have. Tell me what's going on. What happened? I uh, had an accident. Yes? Yes? Uh, okay. They've never healed properly. God told me it was a guy. And you guys are usually way more stubborn. <laughs> Just, we're way slower. And so, yeah, we, we, so, all right, 19. What was that, five years ago? <laughs> you're very kind. <laughs> so you're in pretty constant pain then. Lower, upper, where? Lowest. Lowest. All right. Have an accident. All right, Andrew. Well, here's the thing. God told me to call you out, so that's not an accident. But the tissue ministry, that's awesome. I love it. Who thinks the tissue ministry and the modesty cloth ministry are just the most powerful things in church life, right? I want you to just, just hold your hands out like this. Just relax. You don't have to pray. There's an atmosphere of faith here. There's the presence of God here. Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now. Your touch is here. Your power is here. The power of God is present to heal. Father, I come right now against every demonic force that's blocking the healing power of God in Andrew's life. I come against fear right now in the name of Jesus. I come against affliction. I come against infirmity and pain. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you, loose him now in Jesus' name. Loose him. Get off him. Get off him right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you right now for healing Oh, healing. Your healing power in Jesus' name. Andrew, I want you to stand up. If someone's going to help you stand up. It's almost a modesty cloth moment, but we missed it. Just Man, what sort of accident was it? Uh, work accident on a bus. Okay, you went under a bus. You were working under a bus. And I was working on a bus. Okay. Building a bus. Okay. A builder. Yep. And uh, the vertical exhaust stack collapsed and wow. crushed me in the back. No, no, no. Do you have nightmares about that at all or any re recurring things? Uh, yeah, I do think about it. Mm, mm. All right, all right. Just, just lift your hands to God again. Something's just breaking off you. Even, even just here as we're at His presence. Often what happens when we have an accident is it becomes an entry point for a spirit. And that spirit then brings torment and heaviness uh, with it out because of that accident. And so, so that, that's why I'm starting there. I'm starting just to come against fear, breaking fear off your life. I've come against torment right now. Loose him now in Jesus' name. Loose him off his mind right now. That torment and fear in his mind, I break your power. I break your assignment. You, you don't belong here anymore. Mm, go in Jesus' name. Father, right now, right now, right now. I break the spirit of infirmity that stopped that from healing. Right now, loose 
him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right. There we go. Now, the healing power of God comes. Just healing just comes. You're going to just... You're going to feel a warm heat that's going to come right down into your back. That's the power of God. There's the power of God right now. I just feel it come right at that moment. Father, right now, release your healing into these discs. Let the heat, the healing power come. Let them heal completely in Jesus' name. Lord, I've seen this numerous times. You do this particular miracle. And so I release it right now. Healing comes. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Healing coming. There we go. Here it comes. Healing coming. Healing coming. Right down your back. Right down your spine. Right down the back of your head. Right down your spine. Right down into your vertebrae. In Jesus' name. Can you feel that power touching you? That's the power of God. Bringing healing in the name of Jesus. Bringing deliverance and setting you free. Loose healing into your body. A loose healing into your body. In the name of Jesus. Pain, go now, right now. Lord, do a creative miracle. Do a creative miracle. In the name of Jesus. 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 Healing comes. In the name of Jesus. Healing comes right now. Right now. Right now. How's, it, how's that feeling? What's, ta- what's happening in your body? You're completely numb. Shaking. So numb down your spine. Yeah. So obviously no pain if you're numb. Is that good? It's a good feeling. Head to toe, you're feeling numb. That's the power of God on you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Just wait. Just wait. Father, right now. Mm. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, that assignment of the enemy of death to take him out. I break it. Jesus' name. Loose him now. Rebisarem boriki aram rata. Boribisiriata rima. Rosare beribili aramamam reberibata. Break the power of darkness off your life. In the name of Jesus. God's got plans for you. Plans for you. The enemy knows their plans of significance. Their plans with a great future for the sake of the kingdom of God. And He's targeted you, but the power of God comes on you today to loose that off you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, let the oil flow. The oil flow. Healing. Mm. Healing there. Healing there. Healing in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. For your glory, God. How's that feeling? Incredible. Incredible. Good. Good, incredible. That's awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap. God bless you, Andrew. Come on, Jesus, you're in this house. There's someone here and you just lost your job. And God wants you to know that it's going to be okay. I don't know who that is, but it's, He wants you to know that He's behind the closing of one door because He's got another door. And when you're in between, it can feel like, what the heck is God doing? 
but it's okay. He's opening a door. I hope, who's that? Does that make sense for someone right now? Over here. Come on, come on up. I'm going to pray for you. Hmm. Hello. Give me your name again. Natalie. Natalie. Isn't that kind of God to give you a specific word <laughs> in the middle? You didn't like work for the church or anything. No, no that <laughs> could have been a slightly awkward moment there. Just lift your hands to God, Natalie. Come on. God's behind this. God's behind this. It's going to be okay. He's closed one door and you're in the hallway between one door closing and a new door opening. It's okay. It's okay. He comes to bring peace to you. All that anxiety and fear that's just come on you, I break it in Jesus' name. Loose her now. Anxiety, fear, spirit of fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind in Jesus' name. I release love, power, and a sound mind right now. God, that, that incessant voice that's been going at you in your head of accusation, it's not from God. And so right now I silence it in Jesus' name. Father, I release. Release, release, peace, 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 peace. You know, the, the feeling I get is it's because it's, it's just a, it's a whole other sphere that God's got for you to influence. That's, that's part of what it is. He, he's repositioning you for another sphere of influence that's going to look totally different. And it's like you're shedding... As a, an eagle gets renewed and this whole process of feathers coming out and claws, like this, this whole renewing thing, God's renewing you for a new day. And so your key in, in the middle is to wait on Him, just to wait on Him. Give Him some time because He's, he's renewing you. He's re positioning and recreating you for a new day and it's okay some things are going to drop off and God's in it and he's on it is that okay God bless you you're awesome God bless you you're awesome come on Jesus all right we're out okay that's me if you need healing in your body wherever you are just raise your hand the power of God's in the house today just touching people one of the great things when you're in church is when God's presence is here, anything's possible. Anything's possible. And so often, so often what happens is when one person gets a prophetic word, if it resonates inside of you, that's often because God's using that. I call it a deflection prophecy. He's like, oh, that bit deflected to you. And that's okay. You can grab it because often God uses that. And the same thing happens in healing. Something's happening in a person and you can just you can sense it in your body. But I've seen people heal just in their seats, not just while someone else is getting healed, because they reach out with faith. So why don't you reach out with faith to Jesus right now? Right now, Lord, release healing. Release healing, release healing into shoulders. Lord, release healing where there's neck pain. God, release healing where there's back pain. Father, release healing right through this room where there's arthritis. Let it Go in the name of Jesus. Father, release your healing power right now. Release your healing power right now. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap. Give Him praise. Give your neighbor a high five and grab your seat. Wonderful. Well, it's, it's just a great delight to be with you together. I'm like, uh, you, you had the, the Pierce Preacher girls all weekend. You had my, my beautiful wife uh, preaching to you over the weekend. I hear she did all right. Did she do all right? I hear she was pretty good, and, uh, which is fantastic. Thank you, team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, Brody. Well done to all the team. And Brody and your mini-me on the drums. This is, a, this is awesome. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like rocking it. It's uh, very, very good. It's a sign of good leadership when people just start to catch who you are and look like you. It's, it's amazing. So you've had Danielle, and I know she, she preached uh, a deposit in, of, into your hearts at the, this weekend, and thank you so much for having us. Uh, Steve and Deb, we love you so much. We, we think it's a privilege for us to, to just to be your friends, to be in ministry together with you, uh, for all that you do uh, beyond the, the walls of, of this church uh, across C3 Australia. Your pastors are widely respected, both in our movement and in other church movements, and uh, because of the integrity of their hearts because of the, the authenticity of who they are, because of, of uh, their passion for God and their love for God, and that they are great disciples and empowerers of people. And I think you should give, give your leaders a great hand. They are amazing. We love you. Thank you for having us. Um, I, I, did, I brought my daughter Gemma here for the very first time, or oh, Danielle bought her, but then I sort of claiming that I bought her. And uh, so, you know, it's a good moment for every, every dad, uh, you know, because we try really hard to stay looking young, right? Have we got anyone, any dads in their 40s here today? Help me out. Any dad? Thank you. All right. Uh, there's a few of us. We try hard to stay young and stay, stay you know, trendy or stay on point or whatever. Anyway, so I had, I've had a couple of really good moments uh, after, over the last little while. One was when I went to my son's employer, and my son's 21, and, uh, and they said, oh, you must be Jackson's brother to me when I went into this thing. You must be Jackson's brother. Brother. I'm like, yes. Yes, I am, and all my hard work is paying off. Well, I had another delightful moment like that just recently. Gemma's doing this boxing training thing, and uh, so she lets me go along uh, to join in with her every now and then. Uh, it's, it's not that we do it together, she tells me. She just lets me tag along every now and then. Anyway, and, and she's 15 and looks like she's 19, and, and, and so someone said to her, so what's the story with you two, as in her and me? Uh, are you a thing or are you just mates? Which was the most horrifying thing your 15-year-old daughter could ever be asked by anybody, right? But for me, hello, hello, hello. Good moments. So anyway, that, that's, that's us. So it's a delight to have Gemma with us. Uh, delight to be together with, with you. I, I delight for the floral presentation to preach as my backdrop here. Uh, it's either a leftover from Mother's Day or it's a leftover from the Women's Conference. The Women's Conference, okay, that's what I, that's what I thought. Uh, and so you're a, a series right now, it's called From Little Things, Big Things Grow. Who remembers, who, who, who knew that? Yes, who remembers that? Who's heard some great preaching this month already? Fantastic, all right, well, I'll try and keep up to the standard here today. Um, my, my aim uh, this morning, and I'm, it's going to be a little bit of a different, a different tack, possibly, from where we've been, but, but I really felt like God... Uh, asked me to preach this morning about the purpose of pain. 
I know, right? I know. And, and part of that is because sometimes some of the little things that grow into big things, obviously in the kingdom, that, that, that's the principle of the seed. And when we sow, the kingdom starts small and it grows. But sometimes something can start small as a disappointment that can grow or as an offense that can grow or, or as a discouraging thing that can grow. And if we don't get on top of it and we don't understand it, it can actually grow and overshadow our lives. And, and actually become a real problem for us. And so this morning, that, that's why that, you know, I saw this picture as I was praying for you and preparing for this message. And it was like of a trap door of where people have fallen into a trap of the enemy. And I really feel like my assignment this morning is to help some people get out of the trap that the enemy set for you. Otherwise, the church moves on and you'll be stuck in the trap that the enemy set for you. I want us to get out of it. And part of getting out of it is understanding or having a theology of suffering and pain. It's okay. It's not going to be like a whole it's a depressing sermon. Okay, it's, it's going to bring some life and some hope this morning. But it's really important. Jesus said this in John 16, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows. Thank you, Jesus. You will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart... Because I have overcome the world. I want to say this morning, C3 Monash, friends, guests, everybody, we, we will go through trials. There will be difficulties in our life. If we've got a theology that thinks that God saves us from all of the pain, that in itself sets us up for pain. Jesus was quite clear. There'll be trials, there'll be sorrows, there'll be difficult times, but I'm going to give you peace and take heart because I've overcome the world. All right. So I've got a number of reasons that God allows pain in our life. I'm not going to talk about the cause of pain. That's not really what I'm talking about. I know sometimes we have pain as a consequence of our actions. If I put my hand on a hot stove, I would have pain. It would be a consequence of my action. And I couldn't blame the devil or anybody else. That's just a consequence of my action. Sometimes pain comes because of somebody else's actions, where someone else has sinned, where someone else has done something that, I'd, that wasn't my fault, but it's brought pain into my life. Sometimes pain comes just because we live in a broken world, a fallen world. That's One day we'll live in, a, in a, a new heaven and a new earth where there'll be no pain and every tear will be wiped away. But until then, we live in a fallen world world where, where, where painful things happen. Or sometimes, sometimes the devil is causing pain in our life and sometimes he's specifically afflicting and attacking us. And then sometimes God allows pain or actually brings pain in our life for different reasons. And so if we understand all of those things and put them together, uh, we can develop a, a healthy theology around pain or suffering that will help us get through the challenges that life throws at us and the curveballs that life throws at us. Smile and say, this is going to be good for me today. Oh, that was three people. Okay, here we go. First of all, number one, pain, the, the, the first thing that pain will do for us or the purpose of pain is that it will point us to salvation. It'll point us to salvation. Uh, uh, C.S. Lewis said it, said it like this, that pain is often God's megaphone to get our attention. So often people are running away from God and God and his love wants, wants to reach out to us. He wants relationship with us. That's, that's God's ultimate plan for you and I is relationship with us. So when we're running the other way, how many times have you heard the expression, I hit rock bottom and then I turn to God? I, I hit a crisis and then I turn to God. And God will allow a crisis in our life to turn. The prodigal son, the reason he turned back to his father was the pain of an empty stomach. 
That was the reason. It was because the money would run out, and now he had an empty stomach, and he couldn't feed himself, and he was he'd hit rock bottom, and it was that that caused him to turn. And sometimes God allows pain in our life, and He sets us up to have pain in our life because He loves us so much. He wants us to He wants us to turn back to Him. That's that's the nature of how how God will work. Um, and so it can look a little bit like this. It might be relationship pain, financial pain, uh, emotional or mental pain. It might be physical pain, but God will allow those things. You might find yourself here today and you've come to church because things just aren't going right in your life. And, and you're, you're wondering, there's got to be a better way. And it's the pain that's provoked you to look for some answers. Uh, recently, we had a, a man stand up in our church whose name is Miles. And I love Miles. He started to come to our church in the last, uh, I'd say, 12 to 18 months. And Miles, uh, he, in essence, his story was uh, his business went, went bust. He, he lost his marriage. He his relationship with his um, son, son and daughter and grandchildren broke down. And he was isolated and he was just he was a mess. And he'd been to, to church over the years, but never made a connection with God. And so this pain uh, it provoked him to come to church. And I remember he came to church and he just sat in church. And he came to some prayer meetings. He sat in prayer meetings. He went to some groups and he sat in them. And bit by bit, God melted the pain of his heart and reached through the pain into his heart and, and began to restore him. And I remember the, the night when he, he made a commitment to Christ to say, God, okay. Okay, I give up. Come on into my life. Come on into, into my world. And God, God will, and God set up that moment. And I watched him just recently stand up in front of our church and give a testimony. Uh, his, his, he'd been separated from his wife. They're back together. They got baptized together on the same day. He's in a great relationship with all of his children and all of his grandchildren. He's learned the power of tithing and giving and faith. His business has turned around and is, is, is brilliantly, is just going brilliantly. And for me, I watch and I realize what caused caused that turnaround? What caused that humbling? What caused him to reach out to God? It was pain. And so often God will allow pain in our circumstances because he wants relationship with us. And that's, that's part of what God will do. That, that's how he allows things to happen. So here's a question, or here's a prompt for those of us who are, who are believers, for those of us who are Christian. Watch for people who are going through difficult times of pain because often God wants us to be a vehicle of his love and hope and meet people's needs in that moment as part of the sign and, and pathway that points to God. All right, that's the first thing. Now, number two, sometimes uh, the purpose of, of pain is to prompt us to pray. It's like God's, uh, I've heard Phil Pringle say this, often God knocking is, uh, pain is God knocking on your door because he wants relationship with you. You read the Old Testament, the theme of the Old Testament so often goes like this. The children of Israel, God's church, God's people, uh, get in, into a problem. They cry out to God for His mercy. God blesses them. He delivers them. He sets them up. They begin to prosper. And then in their prosperity and in their peace, they forget about God and they turn their back on God and they begin to follow idols and other people. So God, to get their attention back, allows the pain of their enemies, overcoming them or droughts or floods or different things. God allows that because God wants relationship. And as soon as, sometimes success can be an enemy to our relationship with God. And God is more committed to your relationship with Him than your success. 
And so sometimes you've got to step back and go, mm, why, why is all this going on in my life? And then we, we join the dots together and go, well, actually, I, I, got, I started to get complacent. I started to, to drift. Church became less of a priority for me. Worship became less of a priority. My heart's got hardened to God because of my success. Pride's got into my heart, and I thought I was, I was doing really well, but actually it was God setting me up. And sometimes he just removes his blessing so that we remember who's our source of blessing so that we can come back into relationship with him. Sometimes the richest seasons in your life will be the darkest seasons. But when you find God as your refuge in a time of trouble, when you find him as a light in a place of darkness, when you find that the comfort of the presence of the Holy Spirit that's right there in the middle of your grief, it can become some of the richest times. And the deepening of our relationship with him comes because of everything that causes us to lean into God wholeheartedly. Fresh revelation. You'll never know God as your refuge unless you're in a storm. There's, there's aspects of the relationship of our Father and who He wants us to have a, to, to be in relationship with Him that won't come unless we go through difficult times. That's number, number two. So it prompts us to pray. Number three. All right. Sometimes the purpose of pain is to prepare us for our future. Now, I've got sore legs today and, and a sore butt. And I, I know, thanks for sharing. Okay. I, 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 now, you know the reason is? Because yesterday morning I was on the beach doing a boot camp with so many squats and lunges and with a sandbag I was up and down the beach. And I've, so I've got pain. I'm, I'm doing okay though, thank you. And no, I don't need you to lay hands on me, Danielle. That's, that's just, that's, that would be weird in church right now. But right now that would be weird. Anyway, so the reason I've got pain is because I actually did training. And the training was breaking down my muscles and causing them to grow so I'm getting stronger. And because, so as I get stronger and I'm getting fitter, I'm being prepared for my future. And so often we go through seasons where God specifically designs a season of pain because He's wanting to increase your capacity, because He's wanting to prepare you for your future. Because he's got something in the future that he's assigned for you in your God-given call. And he's starting to prepare you for it. And so often we say, God, use me. God, use me. And he goes, sure. And he begins to prepare us. And then we go, God, stop it. God, stop it. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm preparing you. I'm increasing your capacity. I'm increasing your faith. Uh, the only way you, you increase your faith is by having something to believe God for. Which usually means things have gone to custard. You go, God, increase my faith. And he goes, sure, something goes wrong. And then you've got to use your faith. Or you set a, a vision to make a difference in people's lives. And you've got to use your faith. And so often God, you know, God comes to a young David and he's preparing him to, to lead a nation. And before he gives him a Goliath to overcome, he gives him some lions and some bears to overcome. And the pain of, of the fear of something coming against him right now is actually preparing him for his future. Joseph goes through, the Bible tells us, uh, Psalm 105, 17, Joseph, um, they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him or prepared him. Sometimes God's given you a promise and it looks like it's, you're in a reversal stage. It's like everything's going backwards. But whenever you build a skyscraper, you always start by going down. 
In fact, the higher it's going to go, the deeper the foundation has to be built. So usually the indication of your future is often the trials that God allows you to go through because as James says, count it all joy when you go through various trials because it's building things in you. One of the things that's building is endurance. God, if God's going to use you for your future, he will allow pain to, to set you up for your future. Sometimes, so, and here's the thing I want you to understand. Sometimes you're, you're overcoming something and you're stirred up to pray the prayer of faith to believe God for your own healing or to believe God for a financial breakthrough or to believe God for deliverance from, from, from uh, people who are attacking you, whatever it might be. And you're praying that prayer. And at this, every time you pray it, you're increasing your capacity. I've watched God. The, the main strengths that have come in my life that have allowed me to help other people have come through trials where God said, I'm going to take you through that to overcome that. So through the overcoming of that, a spirit and authority will come on your life to help other people get through that. That's, that's what God, that's why he allows us to go through trials because he's preparing us. Watch, watch this. And sometimes it's not even you've got to get through the other side. Sometimes you're just praying this prayer that, you know, and you've been praying it for months and it feels like nothing's shifting, but you're getting stronger. Your capacity is growing. You're, you're lifting heavier weights through believing without seeing that circumstance change. But just, just recently I prayed, I, I came to church and I've had some, you know, we've had some health problems in our family for the last 12 months. And one of the things is, particularly is my, my back's been in agony. And, and so every day, pretty much every day, we're praying for healing. We're believing God for, for breakthrough in healing in these areas. And so that pain actually causes me to believe for something greater that I wouldn't have had to believe for unless I had the pain. And so, I'm, and so then just, just recently on a Sunday morning, I'm literally, it was hard to stand up to get up to preach because my back was in so much pain. And I'm like, you can go one of two ways. You can go, well, how could I pray for anybody for healing if I've got this problem myself? Or you can go, actually, this pain that I'm praying consistently against is building a strength in me. So therefore, I've, I've got every right to pray for healing because I'm overcoming something. Even if I haven't seen the breakthrough, yes. Yeah, so, I got a, so I got a lady up. and I, I had this picture of, of someone who's been in a, in a car accident. I saw sirens. I saw a neck brace. A lady comes up. She says, yeah. I don't know how many years ago, her name's Michelle. She, got, she was a pedestrian. She got hit by a car while she was walking on a footpath. And that car smashed into her. Uh, ever since then, she's had uh, nightmares of a red car. Uh, even she hasn't been able to drive. She, she has been staying in her home mostly because anxiety and fear got on her. She had chronic pain through her back, through her neck, through her legs. And pretty much she'd become a recluse who turned to the new age for some kind of, some kind of um, refuge from the pain. So she comes up here. I've got a sore back, but I know because of what I've been overcoming, God's building something in my life. We break that spirit off her, release healing, warmth goes through her body, and she drives home that day. She says, oh, the red car has stopped coming back. I've, I've, I'm not seeing it anymore. I'm sleeping perfectly. I've got no fear of driving. I've not, no, got no fear of going out. And I've, I'm completely pain-free in my body. Now, how does that work? Because if you're sitting there going, oh, I'm disqualified because of the pain in my life from being... It's not a disqualification. It's a qualification. The pain that you're going through often, now that's physical, but in whatever area it is, here's what I've found. What you go through becomes the, the area that you have the most effectiveness in ministering to. 
So whatever you've been through, if you've been through a painful marriage and found an answer in God and God's restored you, you'll minister to people in painful marriages. God takes all of these things and he turns them around. They become a weapon. You think, uh, you think okay, is this how it works? You go, look, even Jesus, get this. This is amazing. Hebrews 5, 8 to 9 says, Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest. And he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Hang on a minute. Jesus, he's the son of God. Came from heaven. Doesn't, isn't that what qualified him to be the savior? No, no, no. It says this. He was qualified through his suffering. Something happened in, 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 so through all of the trials and tribulation and temptation and everything that he went through, he was qualified because he went through it the right way, through the things he suffered. God, you're, you're like, I've got, some, I've got some pain, some difficulties, some, some, some tribulation going on in my life. Well, hello, maybe God's qualifying you through that suffering to make a difference. Just, let's just turn pain on its head. Let's turn it from, oh, God doesn't care, to God actually does care, but he's using this to build something into my life. And ultimately, he's using this to bring glory to him. There is an answer. There is a, a breakthrough going to come for you, but he's using it for, for his glory. We're, we're coming to a close very shortly. The last thing, I've got a number of points, but I'm just going to finish on this one. Another purpose of pain is that pain gives us an access into people's lives that we wouldn't otherwise have. It gives us access into people's lives. A, a, a pastor I know, you may have heard of him, his name's Phil Camden. He'd uh, been a pastor for many years, believes in the power of God, seen people healed, seen churches grow, miracles happen. Uh, was uh, a number of years ago diagnosed with motor neurone disease, which has uh, got a lot more publicity in the last few years through Neil Danaher and the Big Freeze, if you watch any AFL. And it's, it's, a, it's a horrific disease that shuts people's bodies down and, and, and it's quite a speedy but progressive deterioration. Uh, a person's mind is still active, but their body freezes and shuts down ultimately. And so he was diagnosed with this and, and you know, his first point is, God, okay, you're going to heal me. God, I'm going to believe you for healing. And, and he's been praying that the whole time. But, but as, as soon as he got out of the doctor's office and he had a letter telling him the, what the prognosis was, what the diagnosis was, and what the, the uh, lifespan of it was, which was quite short, he, he remembered that as a pastor, he's been a missionary a number of times and done missions trips into Africa. And whenever you had to go into certain countries, he needed to get a visa that would allow him to go into that. So he had a passport, but he needed to get a visa that would allow him to get access to that country for a certain period of time. And as he sat there in his car in grief and shock, the Lord spoke to him and said, that piece of paper is a visa for you to get into a, a group of people that no one else will have access to because you can relate to their pain. He said, I care about these people and now you're going to be able to, this, you're, you're going to become one of them and through becoming one of them and facing this with the grace and the love of God on your life, nope, not a promise of healing, but through facing this, I'm going to allow you to, to bring my love and light into a community. So since that moment, years later, and he's pursued healing and he's pursued everything medically to, to prolong his life and he's actually lived longer than anyone would thought he would, but he's seen a number of family, uh, family members and people suffering um, MND get saved. He's seen people come to Christ. He's done funerals of friends. And God has allowed him to have that 
to give him a visa and an access into a particular world. And if, we, if we've got the wrong idea, if we think that God's number one commitment is to your and my comfort, we've got the wrong idea. God's number one commitment is the salvation of humanity. He let his son, Jesus, become one of us, go through horrific pain, because the, the saving of lost people is the number one on God's agenda. And so sometimes we've got to take a step back and go, all right, I'm going to keep believing for God to deliver me out of this. But what if God has just qualified me to, and given me access to a group of people who otherwise would have said no to the gospel? I believe God uniquely positions us in communities, in people groups, in, in support groups, to bring the light and the life of the gospel to people. And if we have a, an understanding that God's highest priority is the salvation of lost people, it will help us tremendously to bring love, to bring life, and to bring hope into people's worlds. Let's, let's close our eyes and pray. Father, you said that the comfort that we've received is the comfort that we'll be able to give to others. And so I'm asking right through this room today, Lord, you've positioned us and to influence people with the gospel, to carry the love of God. You've, you've positioned us for it. I'm asking that you'd help us to see the purpose behind the pain that we're in. Lord, I'm asking for some people who have been trapped, lost hope, disappointments become a cancer in their soul. Father, I'm asking that you'd lift that out and they'd see that there is a loving God behind the pain who's wanting to help us, who's strengthening us, who primarily you want relationship with us. You might be here this morning and you're just like, oh, you're talking to me. I've, I've been stuck in my pain and not able to get out. I'm not talking just about a physical pain, maybe an emotional pain, a soul pain, whatever it is. But you've been stuck, your heart's got hard, and it's, you've just been struggling, you've been trapped. feels like the world's passing you by. Other people get miracles and answers, and they seem to have a joy, but you're stuck. Today, I believe God wants to set you free. If, if that's you, would you just raise your hand wherever you are? You're saying, this, that's me today, I feel like I'm stuck. I'm stuck in pain. I'm stuck in challenges. It's like God's been speaking. Yeah, just lift your hands. As you respond to God this morning, right now, I'm going to pray for you. You just having your hand raised is like you're putting up the lightning rod. Say, God, I need your love and power to touch me in this moment. So, Father, I'm praying right now. You see these hands and the hearts, the pain, the difficulties the things that didn't make sense that have happened. This morning, you reach in and say, I'm going to help you get free. Might not make sense of it all, but if you trust God that he's good, he's loving, he's kind, he's going to help you. Father, pull people out of the pits, the traps, the snares of the enemy today. Let grief lift. Let the peace of Jesus Christ, have faith, I have overcome. Let the peace of Jesus Christ come into hearts today, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name.
Jesus' mighty name. Just as we come to a close, if you're here this morning and you've never actually invited God into your heart, you've never said, Lord, I, I surrender my life. I want relationship with you. God's number one priority, He loves you so much. His number one priority is relationship with you. Maybe you're like, yeah, okay, I've hit rock bottom or there's an emptiness inside of my life and I don't know what it's for. Can I tell you, the emptiness that we have in our soul comes because you're created for a relationship with God. And He sent Jesus to die on a cross so that we could be forgiven. The wall that separates us from between us and God could be broken down. And if we just reach out to Him, He'll come and live in our heart, guide us, help us, strengthen us. So in a moment, what are we going to do? If you're saying, John... I, I don't have a relationship with God. You might believe that He's real, but you don't have a relationship with Him. In a moment, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If you're here this morning, you're saying, oh, I, uh, I once walked with God, but I drifted away. I slipped away. I'm not walking with Him today. In a moment, if that's you, I'd love you to raise your hand. Come back to Christ today. Come back to relationship with God today. He's calling for you. You're like, you, you, you know, you can, when you get away from God, when you once walk with Him, you know that things are out of whack. You know that something's not right, and it's, but it's just time. You've got to make that decision. Surrender to God. Maybe you're here this morning, you're not sure if you're to die suddenly whether you'd go to heaven and you want to be sure you want to have a certainty in your heart i'd love to pray with you so if you're one of those three categories you're saying john today i want a relationship with god or i want to come back to god because i'm away from him or i want to be sure i'm going to heaven would you just raise your hand up high and say that's me wherever you are say that's me today i want to get right with god i want to reconnect with him wherever you are just raise it up high and say that's me i want to get right with god today i want to return to him I want to reconnect with him. Just raise it up. I'm going to wait just a few, few more seconds because I want to make sure you don't leave this place disconnected from the God of love. Thanks, man. I see your hand. That's awesome. Fantastic. Is there someone else as well? Today is your day to get right with God. Just raise your hand up. Say, I'm coming back. I'm surrendering wherever you are. All right, can we just close our eyes, keep our eyes closed? I want you to all pray this prayer with me. This man who raised your hand, you pray it from your heart to God, and we're going to join with you. Say these words after me. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, for my sin. I'm sorry. I'm turning to you today to follow you with all my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I put my trust in Christ. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you today that I'm forgiven, born again, going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church. Upward and onward. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.